cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Now there's things that have happened in this day already in verse 1. She came while it was dark, but now she's lingered long enough that she's seeing. Can't see, can't see in the dark. She's seeing. Then, then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down, looked in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. And then come a Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie, verse 7, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together, folded up in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, John speaking of himself, and he saw and believed. For as yet, <laughs> for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. And the disciples went away again under their own heart. Father, we love you today and pray God you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me to magnify that doctrinal truth of the resurrection. Help me, Lord, to just be an encouragement and share these simple thoughts that you've laid upon our heart. Help us to walk down the trail of the last moments of your life leading up to the time of this grave busting. And Lord, would you help me to be an encouragement to everybody that's here in this room, to everybody that listen by way of the podcast, for your will to be accomplished in sinners and saints alive. God, for you to get glory, we'll love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. <coughs> if the Lord would help me for a little while, I want to deal with the importance, the importance of the resurrection. And uh, amen. You got me cranked up, ain't you, Brother Bam Bam? Just use this one right here. And it's so important, he crunked the thing up. Amen. Ain't it something? Nobody looks at the sound booth when everything looks good and sounds good. But as soon as something goes wrong, you in the hot seat, brother. I appreciate you. For Lord to help us tonight, I want to preach on this thought of the resurrection and try to emphasize the truth of the resurrection. Everybody here believes it, but let me just say this right off the bat by way of introduction. Paul thought enough about this doctrine. And the Holy Ghost thought enough to work through the man of God, Paul, and put in that church that had all kind of trouble going on it. Looks like a church in 2023 called that Corinthian church. And he nailed down some things in the 15th chapter. Here's what he said by summary. He said, if there is no resurrection, then our preaching is in vain. No use to preach. They ain't no use to have church that our preaching is in vain. If there's no resurrection, he said our faith is in vain. So we could say it like this, three things to summarize chapter 15. 
If there is no resurrection, there's no faith that saves. If there is no resurrection, there's no forgiveness of sins. So there's no faith that saves and there's no forgiveness of sins. We, uh, hey, my forgiveness of sin. And there's no future that secures. If, if, there's, if there's no resurrection, then there's no hope of life beyond the grave. But ain't you glad we have proof on the cross of Calvary that there is life after death? Let me just remind you what he told that old thief that didn't have a dime to give. Hey, man, the offering didn't have one track he could hand out. He didn't have one day to give back to the Lord. He come there bankrupt and called on the Lord with a prayer of faith and a prophetic picture of the future. And the Lord said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He's saying, Today ain't your last day. There's going to be another day. And you're in persecution and you're in pain and you've got a problem, but one day we're going to be together in paradise. And ain't it something? I don't know what it's like down there in that holding cell. I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know what it's like. I don't know. I don't know how it was. Because he that delivered captivity captive and gave gifts unto men, he that ascended first descended and the lower parts of the earth. I don't know what it's like in Abraham's bosom, that non-tortured place prior to the death, burial, and resurrection. But there was a place like that. And I don't know what it was like. I don't know if John the Baptist come in and they said, are you him? And he said, nope, but I seen him. Amen. I baptized him. I don't know what it's like, but I just have to think that it might have been. The Lord might have slowed up his descension long enough for that thief on the right side to be the one that got to introduce him. And he walked in and said, are you him? He said, no, but he's with me. Amen. I don't know what it's like down yonder, but I do know this. Now, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There is a future for the saints of God, and there wouldn't be one, Brother Scott, if it had not been for the resurrection. All God's people say. See, without, without the resurrection, there's no salvation. The Bible even tells us in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. You've got to have faith in the dead. You've got to have faith in the burial. But you've got to have faith in the resurrection. And if you do, thou shalt be saved. Somebody, I feel like there's a party going on in my heart right now. Hey, man, thank God he got up. Don't you remember what he said in Romans chapter? It's getting bigger. You know what he said in Romans chapter 4? I love that text there. He said he was delivered for our offenses, but he was raised again for our justification. Ain't you glad he died for all, but he wrote? He rose for them that would believe. I'm glad he was delivered for our offenses, but was raised again. Hey, man, for them that believe for our justification. I'm glad he got up. I'm glad he's sitting right now on the right hand of the majesty on high. We don't serve a dead God. We don't rub some Buddhist Hey man, great God. We don't rub Buddha's belly. Only thing that's gonna do is wear your fingerprints off. Hey man. 
Woo! We don't burn incense. We don't read no fortune cookies. We don't get the local newspaper and get the H-O-R-R horoscope. Hey, man, and figure out whether we need to go outside or not. But we got a King James Bible. And our, hey, man, he's not a God of the dead, but of the living. For all live unto him. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, I'm trying to stay in my introduction. Hey, hey, this text tells us some truths about the greatest day of history. That's what I want to preach to you tonight with with the help of the Lord on this resurrection and the greatest day in history. I like what's been said by old-time writers. I think originally it was F.W. Borum. Here's what he said. History is his story. That's true, ain't it? History is his story. If there was no his, there'd be no story to tell. Amen. Amen. Thank God for history. And I thank God there is a historical fact that he did die. And there is historical proof that he is alive. Somebody said one day, I don't know, y'all remember, probably on the news, preacher, you turn on the news, they say they found the bones of Jesus. I said, man, I ain't wasting my time. They ain't going to find the bones of Jesus. Amen. He ain't there. Amen. Hallelujah. His bones come out with him. Amen. Our salvation is based on the resurrection. Christ was raised from the dead by the power of God, according to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. And the same power of the resurrection that raised his, his soul, his life from the dead raises us from the dead. Would y'all say amen? And so we know without a doubt, amen, there is some truth about this resurrection that we need, need to nail down. Let's walk up to the grave. Go back with me in your mind. You can turn in the text. And there's some places that Jesus went that only he could go. Notice what the Bible tells us in Mark 14 and verse 32. He went to a place called Gethsemane. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. And ain't you glad he went a little further. But instead of praying and watching, they were sleeping. Ain't that exactly what's going on in our day? If there's ever a time, and he warned them, he said you're going to fall into temptation. Hey, if we don't, if we pray less... We're going to have problems more. Amen. And so he went to Gethsemane. Nobody could pray like he prayed. Nobody, nobody that we ever know or have ever heard about except one man that the story was told has ever bled from agony and prayer except in this Bible. Somebody say amen. Then he went to Gabbatha. That went to that place called the payment in the Hebrew tongue, Gabbatha. And John 19, 13, Pilate brought him there and Jesus sat him down in the judgment seat. That is the pavement in the Hebrew is called Gabbatha. I just, and he asked this question. He asked this question. He said, what will ye do then with Jesus? I like to ask everybody on planet earth, what will you do with Jesus? Because what you do with Jesus will determine where you're going to spend eternity. So we've got Gethsemane. We've got Gabbatha. Then he went to Golgotha. Now there's a lot of people that went to Golgotha, but nobody ever went like he went. Amen. And John 19 and verse 17, he bearing his cross went forth unto a place called the place of the skull, which is called the Hebrew Golgotha. There's truth hanging between two liars. 
That's the Savior. Amen. You got one man dying in sin. You got one man dying to sin. And you got one man dying for sin. Amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. There's three thieves dying there. You say, hold on, preacher. What are you saying, Jesus? Oh, yeah, he's going to come back like a thief in the night. But I'm glad he robbed hell of another tenant. Amen. Hey, man, he robbed Satan of another soul. I'm saying today, thank God for that man in the middle. Amen. He went to Golgotha. But we're looking today at the fact he went to the grave. And in Matthew 27, here's what the book says. And they, and they laid that is, Joseph of Arimathea, laid Jesus in his own tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door. So we know without a doubt where he is laid. But I want you to watch what happens next. Watch the Bible in chapter 20 and verse 1. Three thoughts. The Bible says, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. If you got your pen, you got your highlighter, if you're marking your Bible, you ought to underline that little part right there, when it was yet dark. Three things about this day. I want us to notice these times. She came, Mary Magdalene came in the darkness. It wasn't just darkness around her, it was darkness within her. The darkness of sorrow had gripped her heart. Her, the one that saved her, the one that had cast the devils out of her, the one that had changed her life. She is no longer a wicked woman, but she was a one woman. And this woman, I love her, I love this about Mary Magdalene. She came early and she stayed late and she saw more than anybody else saw. <laughs> amen. Woo! Amen. She's the one. That's going to think he's the gardener. Somebody help me. Oh, he was the gardener. He is going to be the last Adam. And he is going to be the gardener that fixed what the first gardener messed up in Genesis 3. Somebody help me. Amen. So she came in the darkness. I wonder today. I wonder today how many people is wandering through this world in a life of darkness. Life of darkness. Sitting in darkness. They surrounded by people of darkness. They, they go where darkness is. They like darkness. According to the book of John, chapter number 3, men love darkness because their deeds are evil. No man cometh unto the light because the light reveals how wicked and dark they are. But Mary Magdalene, she'd already came to the light. And she didn't mind going in the dark. I remember Miss Tammy testified just a few minutes ago, Austin was the same way, Tammy. He'd have them dreams. We started slipping a Bible underneath his pillow, and he never had another, as far as I know, never had any more nightmares as far as that Bible. You say, preacher, that's crazy. You're almost using it uh, like a little token. Well, you can call it what you want. It's the living word of God. That thing's so alive, y'all better hold on to it. It's liable to jump out of your lap. <laughs> Amen. That thing is real and it's right. Amen. It's alive. It'll change people's lives. And the Lord, the, the written word, amen, and the living word are one. Ain't you glad? He is the word. Amen. And he had changed her life. And the Bible says she went while it was yet dark. Now think about this. She was in darkness of sorrow. She had a sorrowful time. And she went while it was yet dark. But notice this. 
Go back with me to Matthew chapter number 28. I'll read that and we'll go back to John. Look in Matthew chapter 28 and Matthew's account, lay it by the Holy Ghost, in verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Now, first off, we find out Mary Magdalene came while it was yet dark. But in John chapter 20, notice the comma. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early. When it was yet dark, comma, unto the sepulcher, comma, and seeth the stone taken away. I want us to notice this about this day. Not only did she come in the darkness, and she got to see the light. She came early and stayed late, and the Lord had a special appearance just for her. Matter of fact, ain't this amazing? The Lord saw a weeping woman that had had her life changed, and he put the pause button. He called time out on taking the eternal blood to the eternal mercy seat. In fact, he said, don't touch me yet. Am I right? Am I in the Bible? But Amen. He said, don't touch me yet. Don't, don't, don't come close. Don't touch me. But Mary, hey, Mary. And she said, whoa, ain't nobody called my name like you have. I'm the Rabboni. Master, you're not the gardener. You've not stolen his body. You've not taken him away. You are him. Are y'all with me? And so you come in darkness. Maybe in the darkness of your life. Maybe in darkness of your trials. But if you'll come to see the Lord, you'll see something that nobody else sees. Not only did she come in darkness, but she came in the dawn. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 28, she married Magdalene and the other Mary. And so the Bible tells us there must have been some lingering there. The Bible says she seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. And so we know that she came in the darkness, but she also came in the dawn. The stone was taken away. Why was the stone? The tomb was empty. The stone wasn't taken away to let Jesus get out. We know Jesus is already out. The stone was taken away so that crowd could get in and see the miracle that it took place. The Bible says she sees the stone taken away. And watch what happens. She takes off with a running fit. That's why I know it's in order to run. She got to thinking about the Lord not being there. She had the wrong address. He wasn't there. Hey Amen. Hey man. She, hey, she was going to a place to see the dead and run into the living. Hey Amen. She was going to a place he was laid and saw him up and walking around. Hallelujah. She was going with darkness in her heart. But the light, the sun had already come up, S-O-N, and the sun was coming up, S-U-N, and she saw just enough that she took off running. She ain't seen the clothes. She It don't say that she sees the napkin. She just sees the stone taken away and takes off running. We know the Lord's resurrected. He's seated at the right hand the father he was seen of 40 days of all those disciples 500 brethren amen and even his own brother James and yet we live on this side 2,000 years later and we can't have a running fit I'd say help yourself hallelujah and she came in the dawn she found that the tomb was empty the Bible says she took off running coming to find Simon Peter and the other disciple, John, whom Jesus loved. Ain't that something? 
Every time I write my name, I start, I start, I've never done it, but I, I'm starting to send somebody an email. I just want to say, the preacher who Jesus loves. I, I don't know if they can take it, though. Hey, you know what? John said, I'm going to write it. I'm the one who Jesus loved. And they have taken, the Bible says, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher. See, she, ain't, she don't know yet, brother. She takes off running. The sun has just came up. The S-U-N has come up enough that she saw the stone rolling away. I don't know what's going on in people's life, but I'm just going to tell you the stone's rolled away. Jesus ain't there. That ought to be enough faith to have the light break out. I thought about the rooster crowing this morning. I got out there early. And the sun's coming up. Made me want to preach that message on the rooster again. And I'm about ready to, uh, uh, I told you, it's coming out. Hey, man, I'm about, you know why. Hey, man, you know when a rooster crows? When the sun comes up. <laughs> you know when the rooster crows? When a baby's born. Somebody help me. You know when the rooster crows? It's when a, hey, man, a fox is in the hen house. Hey, man, I'll tell you what we ought to do. Hey, man, we thank God for a preaching rooster that opened the eyes of old Peter and he looked on the Lord and got right with God. Hey, man, we need some folks to get up on a banister somewhere and just rear back and let her fly. And, hey, man, the sun's up. The sun's up. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. This thing's getting so big. I'm trying to stay in the context. Notice notice what, what happened. She ran to get Peter. She ran to get John. And the Bible says they took off running. They hadn't even seen the stone roll away, but they take off running. And the Bible says, I don't, the Holy Ghost let him pin it down, it has to be true, that John outran him and then halted at the door. And here Peter goes in. And here's what the Bible says. Saw the linen clothes lying by their saddle and the napkin that was about his head folded together, wrapped together. Ain't that what it said in verse 7? In a place by itself. Now y'all know the story. You've heard it preached. But let me say it one more time. In, in Jewish tradition. If you were done at the dinner table. You took your napkin. And throwed it down. But if you was going to come back. You'd fold it up. Wrap it up. And set it to the side. You know what he's saying. Peter walked in there and said. Woo. Hi, man. He ain't even got it yet. It, the Lord's going to have to show up on the seashore before he ever really gets a hold of it. He's going to come through the door and he still ain't going to get it. Jesus going to bring it. He still ain't going. He's like a bunch of, he had to be Baptist preacher. Hey, man. But thank God just seeing that napkin wrapped together. John must have, it must have struck a chord in John's heart because the Holy Ghost let him pin it down. Hey, church, he's a coming back. Church, he's alive. He ain't done. He's still working. I say hallelujah. They got to see some stuff in the dawn. She saw some stuff in the dark. She come to see some stuff in the dark. Saw some stuff in the dawn. Now watch this. Then the Bible says, watch verse number 11. Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. Told you you got ahead of myself. And she wept. Stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And she sees two angels in white, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they, them angelic ministers, say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. See, she looked in the tomb, 
it ain't really set in on her yet, brother, brother, brother Jared. We went from darkness to dawn in a running fit at dawn, and she's back to the tomb, and it's daylight. And she's sitting there, and she's seeing angelic beings. I don't know what they look like. They look so powerful that the people guarding the sepulcher passed out and about died. They fell like dead men. Hey, that's what the book said. So she had to tell. But here's the picture I get. They sit one at the foot and one at the head. Go back with me in your mind. Go back over there to the tabernacle. Y'all remember what happened at the tabernacle? That was the place where the glory showed up. And you know what? That mercy seat's where you put the blood. And once the blood was accepted, the glory would show up. And guess what's on each side of the mercy seat? An angel over here and an angel over here. Woo! It's as if the Lord said, I've accepted the blood. You can have access. Hey, man, somebody hold my mule while I shout. Thank God she's seeing it. And it ain't, it ain't really dawned on her yet. Now, just sometimes it can be Nothing but daylight in our life. No darkness of sorrow. No half darkness and a little bit of light. No dawn. It can be just everything's peachy in our life. And if we don't watch it, we'll miss the simple pictures that God sends us every day. I was riding down the road the other day, Brother Doug, and the thought crossed my mind. If we think about everything in a spiritual manner, it would make our day go so much better. And I'm talking to myself. I'm preaching to myself. Hey, man, I, I don't even know if this is for y'all. It's probably for me. I was riding down the road the other day. I was a little bit thinking, going bad with some things in my mind. And then I looked up at them prior poles. I said, glory to God. Hey, man, every one of them prior poles looked like a cross. Hey, man, hey, man, every one of them's hooked into the juice and delivers juice to every house. And they got to go through one of them. What do you call them? Transformers out there, and a transformer blow up if it ain't got some oil in it. Hey, Amen. I don't know how we. Hey, stay so calm. I'll tell you what Jesus said. He said, "You just gotta look at the grass and remember that I decorate it with lilies." Hey, man, just remember if I take care of the birds. Hey, never have y'all ever have y'all ever seen a bird soup line? I ain't never seen no soup line for birds. I've never seen a bird. Are y'all with me? And yet God feeds them every single day. God takes care. They said Bill Gates. I don't know who figured up some mathematician. Said Bill Gates would go bankrupt in two days if he had to feed the birds. And somehow or another, you can let it snow in the winter. And, and, and I mean six inches of snow. And here's this little bird walking across the yard with a worm hanging out his mouth. I don't know how God does it. Maybe he just pokes that worm, makes him jump out of snow. I don't know how he does it but God takes care of them and if he takes care of them he's already told us he'll take care of us so take no thought of tomorrow we need to wake up and see what God's showing us in the daylight hey blood's accepted access granted the glory can be enjoyed thank God their sacrifice has been accepted I say amen but she's she not getting it and that's like us what's going to happen <laughs> they start asking her questions. I want to get to this question. I, Lord ain't giving me a message yet on this one. Woman, why weepest thou? Let me just say this right here. You ever think about what God showed you in your life just since you've been saved and wonder if God has showed me everything that he shows me, then why am I pouting when I should be shouting? 
Amen. And here, watch this, watch this. Woman, while we was out, she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had said thus, she turned herself back, and she saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. See, here's the problem. When you're in the darkness of sorrow, not just outside, but inside. When you're seeing half the sunlight and half the world, when you got you, when you're trying to straddle the fence, amen, and you're trying to struggle to get your eyes adjusted. And sometimes when it's daylight and everything's right in the world, and God's blessed you so good and you got everything coming your direction, and you're gonna miss Jesus standing right in front of you. The one she's looking for. Amen. And the Bible says that she knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her woman. Why weepest thou? Now, isn't that what the angel said? Amen. Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou had borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will make, take him away. And Jesus, watch what it says. He didn't give her a long, drawn-out sermon. He didn't go back and tell her everything she used to do. All he said was her name. And anybody that's saved in this building knows Thank God sometimes got to call, God's got to call me by name. Sometimes he's got to jerk me up and wake me up. And boy, there ain't nobody ever said my name like him. I say amen. And Bible said Mary, and she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. And Jesus said, hey, saith unto her, touch me not. If the Lord saw fit to put a pause button on taking the blood back to heaven to pay for the sin debt of humanity, for one weeping woman down there at the resurrection time, then why in the world would we ever doubt? Why in the world would we ever doubt that he won't take care of everything in our life? I, boy, I'm getting some help from my own preaching. I don't even know if that's lawful. I'm telling you, I'm appreciating the Lord. I don't know why I got myself in a mess. I mean, just last week, I'm struggling with some things in my mind, and I'm so glad. Why? Why weepest thou, Shane? Why in the world? It's like David. Hey, man, he turns around and talks to us flesh and ask his flesh hey what's wrong with you just look how good God's been to you based on the resurrection God's turned darkness into light God let her see a little bit he, he let her have a desire to see something in the dark she still had the desire he let the day begin to dawn and she saw just enough to get her on, on a running spell Go get some preachers. But when the light was off, darkness was still on the inside. And she's still struggling with doubt. And she's got Jesus right in front of her. But when you can't see what you need to see, ain't you glad he still speaks what he needs to say? I said, when you can't see what you need to see, ain't you glad he still speaks what he needs to say to us? I said, when you can't see what you need to see, ain't you glad he still speaks to you? I'm glad he still speaks to me. Amen. I remember, I don't remember one of them talk show hosts, they asked one of them uh, liberal preachers out there that have a football stadium, and I won't mention him, though he has white teeth and his wife writes his message. But anyway, you know who I'm talking about, and that starts with an H, uh, or O, I think, or Osteen, or whatever his name is. And I ain't gonna say his first name, but anyway, I'm glad I'm not living my best life now. I'm got, I've got a better life to live over yonder. Hey, I mean, I, I'm glad I'm saved. It ain't what it used to be, but this ain't all there is. It's gonna get gooder and gooder. Hey, Amen. 
We're eating. It's like eating a spiritual ice cream cone from the wrong side up. And the more bites you take, the more goody you get until one day we ain't going to have nothing but goody. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. Well, let me just ask y'all, has God not done everything perfect? You ever think about it? He made the sky blue. Ain't that beautiful? He made grass green. He let a watermelon be red on the inside. I mean, God just does everything good. Everything good. And if he takes care of everything out yonder, I'm pretty sure he can take care of everything in this church. But I'm absolutely sure he can take care of everything in my life. Because of unbelief, people will hinder him. But if I can ever get myself to line up and let the light shine like it needs to shine, man, I'll see some things I didn't see. See, she heard what the angel said. She heard what she thought was the gardener. But then she heard what she knew was the Savior. Oh, I'm so glad today the sepulcher was empty. I'm so glad today saints were eyewitnesses. I'm so glad today the shawl was evidence. I'm so glad today the Savior was exalted. And I'm glad today that salvation can be enjoyed. Amen. It's a done deal. I'm talking about salvation is unmatched. Salvation is unequal. Salvation is unmovable. There's power in his name. Power in his name. The blind see the lame walk. Sinners are saved by his name. There's pardon in his name. Sinners are forgiven. No other name under heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. There's promise in his name. She knew exactly who he was. Oh, thank God for the day that he got up. I'm glad he got up on the third day. Based on the third day, that third day principle goes all the way from Genesis to Revelation. I was going to start back there and just mention every time on the third day. Abraham saw where he needed to worship on the third day. Hey, man, thank you, Lord. Joshua crossed over Jordan on the third day. All through the Bible, there's a third day principle to victory. And I'm so glad on the third day, Brother Doug, he got up. We have, we have victory today because Jesus is no longer in the grave. The different times of the day on the greatest day that ever was in history. There was a darkness. There was a dawn. But thank God for the daylight. And I don't know where you're at in this walk of life. But everybody in this building somewhere. There might be some people in darkness. Might be some people in dawn. They, 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 they exactly where they... It might be some people in daylight, and you may miss what's even revealed to you in the daylight. But when you don't see what you need to see, I'm glad he still says what he needs to say. Let's all stand heads down and eyes closed. Father, we love you today. Thank you for the simple thought that you gave me tonight. I pray, Lord, this.